Call to order, meeting of Monday, August the 24th, regular scheduled board meeting, Sussex Central High School. Ms. Troublefield, will you please take the roll call? Mr. Cannon? Here. Mr. Cathal? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Dr. Darmstadler? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Peden? Here. Mrs. Pryor? Here. Dr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. Thank you, ma'am. 1.03, executive session. Do we have a motion to go into executive session? So moved. Seconded? Second. All those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Moved to executive session. I'd like to call the public session of the meeting back to order from executive session. 1.04, can we all please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. One point oh five. We have a uh, motion for approval of the agenda for August the twenty fourth. Second. Motion made. Seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Those opposed? 1.06, approval of regular meeting minutes for July the 27th and approval for the executive session minutes for July 27th. So moved. Second. Second. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Those opposed? 1.08, approval of the reorganization special board meeting minutes from August the 3rd, 2020. Is there a motion? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Those opposed? Meeting minutes. Okay. 3.01, personnel. Personnel agenda for August the 24th. Do we have a motion to accept? Personnel agenda for August the 24th, as discussed in executive session. So moved. Motion second. made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any questions? Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Those opposed? Public session. Now it's come time for the board meeting 4.01 for public comments. Is there anyone signed up for public comments? No one signed up. Anyone in the audience would like to speak publicly this evening? Hearing none, we'll move on to 5.01, student hearings. Good evening, Mr. Lewis. No student hearings. No student hearings. New business, 6.01, school choice applications, 2020-2021. Good evening, everyone. Uh, tonight on your board docs, you will see a total of 72 school choice applications, building principals recommendation, also IREC's recommendations are to accept 54 of those applications, reject 11, 10 due to capacity and one due to discipline, and place seven of those on the wait list. So again, a total of 72, asked to accept 54, reject 11, and place seven on the wait list. So moved. 
There's a motion made. Second. Any further discussion? There's some large numbers on this list here. Any questions? Motion made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? Mr. Lewis, thank you. Thank you. Six point oh three, reorganization of the special board meeting, election of officers. At the meeting at the beginning of August, uh, we took a vote for the uh, president and vice president. There was a secret ballot vote that was done. In order to correct that secret ballot vote, we're going to vote publicly for the president this evening. So is there a motion on the table for a candidate for the presidency? Mr. Layfield, I just want to ask a question. Yes, ma'am. Initially, our attorney had given us guidance that we could either do a secret ballot or a voice vote, correct? He had indicated that to do a, a voice vote, a roll call vote. But when the question was yeah. asked, the guidance was mm -hmm. we could do either, correct? Uh, DSBA had said that if there's tradition there and the board elected to do either, they could do either, if that's what they had done previously. Okay. So I just want to try to figure out where, where is the language from the attorney for the for the voice vote. I'm just trying to figure out wh where this derives from. I don't, I don't have the language in front of me tonight. I could certainly get that if need be, but he indicated that it is in code that we should have an open vote for okay. those positions. For the future, if we have a misstep, can someone please send us that information? Because I would like to, to have the legal language. Certainly. Thank you. Okay, and I'd like to make a quick comment also. Whether we're paid or not, according to the state of Delaware, we are listed as employees. And if you're going to have an employee vote, the slate should have been set up in an executive, executive committee meeting, in which case, if you're going to vote publicly, you vote for candidate A or candidate B or C, which is what we've done with everything else. So if that's what we're going to be doing in the future, then that, those slates of candidates need to be decided before we leave an executive committee meeting. And I think that's why in the past this has not been a problem, because that's where we've done it and then you would come out of the executive committee and then that's where the, the vote was held. And even in the organizational meetings that we've had in the past, the executive portion was closed to the public because it is executive, but the vote portion was always in the public. And as odd as it sounds for not being paid, they still consider us an employee. And I've tried to get that corrected for my entire time on the board and everybody goes, I don't know how to do it. So like it or not, we're employees, we're entitled to the protection of an employee and we're entitled to that executive uh, session beforehand to establish a slate. Voting in public the way they did would not be correct. It would be a violation of our, at least my personal rights the way I look at it. Okay? I appreciate that discussion. For transparency purposes, we were going to move forward to see if we have a nomination for president for a public roll call vote. All right. If we have to do this again, I'm going to nominate Mr. Layfield for president. There's a nomination on the floor. Is there a second? Second. Nomination made and seconded. Is there any other nominees before we were to take a vote? I would like to make it a, no a nomination for Mrs. Wright. There's a nomination for Mrs. Wright on the floor. Is there a second for her nomination? Second. Motion made and seconded. We'll take a vote publicly for the first candidate and then if we need to we'll take a vote for the second candidate there's a motion on the floor for 
Rodney Layfield for president of the board. Before we make that, before we take that vote, I'd just like to offer this up to you. We said here's a board, there's 10 in number, so we know that there has to be 10 people. We may not always agree, but at the end, we, I hope our goal is that we're going to do what's best for our students and for our staff and for the schools that we represent. So transparency is, is fine with me. I don't know that we did anything officially wrong that can be documented at this point in time. But because I personally think that we have more pressing things at hand than the structure of this board, because again, we are 10 people in unison. We can't act as an individual. And with the COVID and the opening of the schools in the Indian River School District, I believe it best serves the Indian River School District in my belief that we be able to move forward and, and be on the same page. May not always agree, but at the end of the meeting, we will take it in stride and we'll come back the next month and we'll work for the betterment again. So having said that, I was duly elected as the vice president at last month's meeting, so there would be no vote on that tonight. With that said, I hereby wish to withdraw my name as a candidate for president of the Indian River School District Board of Education. Ms. Liaga has withdrawn her name. Is it within Robert's rules we still need to take a vote or is she able to withdraw her name from the candidacy? You, you, have, you only have one candidate, so you don't have to take a vote. And that was a purpose that we don't have to take a vote. I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. So you just have to make a you resend just the motion. To, you, you're going. You only have one person make, to make, for it. There's, nom, there's so a nomination. Okay. There's a nomination for strong words, a lot of unity. Thank you, Mrs. Liaga. We have a motion made and seconded. All those in favor of the presidency for Rodney Layfield. All those in favor, say aye. 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 Those opposed. Unanimous vote and move forward. Thank you. Ms. Liaga, thank you. All right, I'd like to make a, a nomination then for Mrs. Wright for vice president. You don't have to because that was. Don't have to? That was. Okay. That was unanimous. It was, it was not a secret ballot. It was done by a, uh, all in favor signified by saying aye. Yeah. And so okay. it was there how the vote was and it was unanimous. So it's documented. Moving forward, thank you. 6.02, 2020-2021 district calendar. So the calendar is on board docs for your review. Um, as previously discussed, uh, we did at a previous board meeting push the start date back, but we have also added in uh, our pre-K cohorts and our subsequent cohorts for the start of the school year. That's been added. Uh, additional, uh, you can see uh, we've added notations for return day and subsequent days that were previously outlined for professional development days. We've adjusted to account for the uh, first few days that we've pushed back the start of the school year. I know Mrs. Bunting is here. Uh, any additional remarks on the calendar? The only things I would say, we front-loaded teacher PD to the front of the, the calendar, so some days along the way in the first marking period, 
that were originally scheduled for teacher um, PD days, they were front-loaded, so they will be student days. So those are some of the other changes, that's it. Any questions? Reading through this, the best that I can read through, this is congruent with the plan that you, that we voted on last week. That, that is correct. Oh, and I just have a question on November, and maybe I'll miss, because it is a Sunday. It, oh, the asterisk is saying that it's a day off for teachers on November the 25th in compensation for parent conferences in October, January, and March. Can you just enlighten me what that means? November the 25th. I know what, yeah, I know that's the day before Thanksgiving, but it's, it's, it's been compensated for parent conferences in October, January. So parent March. conferences, we, we have those three times a year. They're two and a half hours, three times a year. So when you add those all up, that's a work day. So for the past several years, we've combined those for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. One thing I, Forgot to mention in December, if you'll scroll down to December, in making up this, can you, somebody scroll down to December? Thank you. Um, in making up where the students started later, originally students did not go any of that week, the week of the 21st. Now we have students going Monday and Tuesday teacher work day on Wednesday, no students on Wednesday, because we wanted to make that up within the first half of, of the calendar. So that's an additional change. Any more questions or discussion with the calendar? Yeah, I, I have a question. I still don't see on the original one we saw last Wednesday, as far as start dates for high school 10th through 12th, I don't see it notated on this here where it, would have, where it was on the 19th prior, which would be the first day of the second marking period. So one of the reasons that's not notated on there is because this plan takes us through the first marking period as we see what's going to happen. We can make a notation, but we didn't want it confusing. Well, it may be confusing either way for parents because if the governor opens up and we're able to bring more folks back by that point, then we wouldn't have the cohorts beyond that first marking period. So I'm to understand that as of right now, there is no start date for grades 10 through 12 on our calendar. The start or date would... Or, or hybrid learning. Right, the start date would be the 19th. I, I don't have any issue with adding that in there if we feel that would be uh, clear for our public. I am looking back at Dave. Dave, I do feel, uh, know there is a provision as well that we can come back and revisit this calendar at a more expeditious rate than previously before. Is that correct? So we can by rights, we wouldn't have a high school parent teacher's conference, like Leah was alluding to, on the 20th because you won't already have had kids in there at all. Well, they will have been remote the whole time. Okay. 
So they will have had, they will have started on the 17th. So we can put a note on there and we could put subject to change based on the opening of the state, et cetera. And you'll notice that on each one, there's a notation on there, a little box that does say that the calendar is subject to change. And that that's going to be on every month of it. Uh, all the we can make that change. Dr. Hunt, do you need a vote tonight on this? Yes. Will we be able to amend it so that it says high school students? Yes, I think if we make a motion uh, with that amendment. consistent with that amendment, we would be fine. Dr. Donsider, do you have a motion? Yeah, I make a motion to add to November 19th for the cohort A, B, C, or D, however we decided to start it, that that would be the first day back for the hybrid model for 10th through 12th grades. And, and not to amend your motion and the calendar as yes. provided. Motion made. Is there second. a second? I did hear a second. Dr. Hattier. Yes, sir. Motion made and second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? Hearing none. Motion passes by unanimous vote. Um, school reopening, 6.04. Yeah, so. Uh, we did update the reopening document, uh, just made some minor grammatical changes, uh, some errors there, and that was released. Uh, after our meeting last week, I appreciate the dialogue from everyone. We have continued to receive uh, communication emails via our websites uh, with questions and concerns and comments. What we've done is taken those and uh, I've shared with you the, 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 the emails that we've received. We've also allowed our schools to respond to parents when we know what school uh, they're associated with. There's some very specific questions that uh, we are still outlining, and there are some very broad questions, and I, I'd like to highlight a few of those here tonight, just so you're aware. Uh, one of them has been the concern with face masks for our youngest students. As you'll note in our guidance, we did recommend face masks for all students pre-K through 12. Uh, in, we just received today from the governor's office guidance that all students in kindergarten or older must wear that face mask. So that does, the governor's office language now does align with what is in our document. Uh, two years of age and older are strongly encouraged. So um, our guidance will remain the same, but I did wanna give you an update on that. But some of the concern from our community is wearing the face mask, is it safe for our younger students um, they're, they're touching it and, and breathing in and out. Is that uh, causing more stress? So that's uh, something that we've worked with and continue to lean on the guidance from the governor's office for that. In addition, there was some concern regarding our data. As you know, we solicited data from our public with regard to what model they would want to, the, the students, their parents would want them to come in under, whether it's hybrid or remote. And some folks had, uh, indicated that they would, their students would come in via the hybrid model because they could quickly turn from the hybrid and go to a remote, thus potentially inflating our numbers of those that have elected, elected hybrid. We understand that concern. Uh, the survey went out with as much data as we could give at that time, and we asked that our families make a choice so we could begin planning for staffing, busing, making some of the decisions that we needed to make as part of that reopening document. So. We will continue to monitor that data and begin assigning students to schedules 
and there may be some fluctuation. We've not seen a drastic uh, change at this point, but we'll continue to monitor that. But I did want to acknowledge that was a concern from, um, from some of our, our community members. Uh, also, we, we know that students will be enrolling over the next month or so, so those numbers for hybrid could increase slightly as well. So we will continue to monitor who's coming in hybrid and who's gonna be remote. Certainly, uh, several questions around, around what remote learning will look like, especially compared to what it was in the spring versus what it is in the fall. Our team is, is working daily on that remote element. Um, schools are de developing their schedules now, as I had indicated. We did talk a little bit about synchronous and asynchronous learning that will be occurring as part of that remote model. Uh, students will be receiving grades. That has been a question and attendance will be taken. We're working on specifically what that attendance would look like, things like uh, participation, submitting assignments, being uh, visual when we do have that face-to-face -face, uh, instruction via, uh, on a virtual level. So that is occurring and our instruction is going to be new and it will be standard-based. That's been a question too. Will it be review? No, we were moving forward with the, our curriculum. Additionally, we had some questions around services for students with disabilities. I think Dr. Brittingham did a nice job of explaining what we're looking to do with those students in terms of setting up meetings, IEP meetings with our families and trying to develop programs and services and recovery services for those students. We do want to be flexible and fluid with those students and to, to best meet their needs. So we will work with each individual school each of an individual student to see where their comfort level with it regarding getting into school. And finally, um, there's been several questions from the community with regard to our ability to bring students in sooner. We alluded that to that tonight a little bit with our calendar and we will look at that month to month. I will come back and share with you where we are in terms of our numbers and where we are in terms of guidance with the governor. Um, certainly we will monitor that and if we can make adjustments to our schedule uh, to bring students in at a more expeditious rate, we will do that. Um, we certainly want to continue to work on uh, an improved remote model. That's why the slow roll-in is occurring and we want to monitor our transportation and develop really strong schedules as we move through that roll-in model. So that's an update on some of the, the, the key, some of the the, the key points, that's not every question, obviously, that we've received, but those are some of the, the, the questions that I've received multiple inquiries uh, regarding. Any further discussion on the board with the school reopening? I know I got a lot of phone calls from our decision to move forward and how it's very difficult on working parents moving forward with this model. So again, I know this uh, calendar to be changed needs a 30-day notice. If given an opportunity to have successes, we want to get our students back in school earlier if possible. Understood. 6.05, Georgetown Elementary Playground Fencing Expansion Proposal. Mr. Booth, uh, if you are with us, I believe Mr. Booth is over in the cafeteria at our offsite. If he could join us in the auditorium, I'd appreciate that. Uh, I do believe on our board docs, you do have the proposal. Six point oh five. Yes.
You can see the proposal here, request from buildings and grounds to relocate the fencing on the playground, to expand where the students are able to socially distance at that gated location. Cost 4,530 and we would use minor cap funds. We're physically looking at that location. Where are they expanding that into the baseball field? More into the, I'll wait for Mr. Booth to get up here. To Thank you, Mr. Booth. Pose those questions. Good evening. Good evening, sir. I assume you're still on the uh, Georgetown Elementary? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, there was a request by the school uh, to enlarge the playground area by adding fence over towards what is now the student drop-off. Um, it's about $4,300 uh, with Nanticoke fence and thought it was a decent idea uh, to do considering the time period and uh, sending kids back into school that it would give them more room to socially distance. Um, I'm not sure if there was any other questions I couldn't hear on the way over. I apologize, sir. T to help me understand this, the student drop-off, I know there's a, there's a donut asphalt driveway mm -hmm. west of, and then there's a small grassy area east of to the main parking lot. Where are we expanding towards? It, it will go, uh, I believe, within 10 feet of the, um, of the uh, sidewalk of that circle. Okay, so it's going to go west on the west side. Correct. Okay, thank you. Projected cost. You have any uh, concern or direction upon this projected cost and the movement of these this playground? Did you have the? Uh, did you have the? Just one second. Yes, sir. Oh. Did you have? Um, didn't you have a picture of the? I'm sorry, Charlie. Did you have a picture of where the fence was going? Okay. My my apologies. Mine has a picture where the fence is actually going in the in the request. It didn't make it into your packet. Did the uh, cost of defense make it into the packet? It did. Mm -hmm. Okay. Projected cost, $4,530. The yes. total cost estimated with materials and labor, it was going to be pulled from minor cap funds and it would serve specifically Georgetown Elementary School students. I see a, a schematic drawn. I was just trying to, uh, it accurately describes, it's not a picture, but a drawing of the movement of the fence. It is in your packet? Yes, sir. And was the middle school aware of this and do they approve? Yes, okay. they um, both had conversation on the enlargement of the playground area. Uh, it's an area that's relatively not being used. It's not part of any competitive fields or practice fields. Um, so it's just sitting there. Is there a motion to accept this recommendation? I have one more question okay. for Mr. Booth. Go ahead, sir. Was there multiple, multiple estimates or was there just one estimate from Nanticoke Fencing? I usually just get the one estimate from Nanticoke Fence. They've done work for us before and there's been no complaints. Is there a motion to accept this recommendation? So moved. Motion made. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. All in favor? Aye. 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 All those opposed?
and move forward with Georgetown Elementary School Playground. Okay. 6.0. Yes, ma'am. Just as a question, I mean, as a comment, because we have three new board members on there, it might be, it would be wise to probably get a breakdown, and Tammy may end up having to do it, where we are required a certain dollar amount you can go with one, a certain dollar amount you have to get estimates on there. Mm -hmm. So just like um, Mr. Normasiller said, it might, did we get more than one? No, we didn't because we've not always, but what, if we're required to, it would be nice for them and along refresh us as well to know what those provisions are. Correct. And you want us to send out the, uh, those state purchasing laws to the board members, be glad to, and also send out a copy of the minor cap as well. Would that help? Yeah. That'd be great. They're, they're like one page cheat sheet documents, if you will. Perfect. Thank you, sir. 6.06, .06, Millsboro Middle School new um, compressor proposal. As, uh, as you are well aware of, Mr. President, that uh, we always go through a compressor or two per year. Um, Millsboro Middle has a compressor that is no longer uh, useful and needs to be replaced. Um, so I've gotten uh, prices from two companies. And the third company, I got no response from, and I sought uh, several contacts with them and couldn't get a price from them. So I, I moved it forward, and um, with uh, Johnson Controls having no response, the two I had was Cyberlick Train at $29,550 and Modern Control at $32,075. It'd be my recommendation to the board uh, to go with the Cyberlick train. Um, it is an apples to apples uh, quote. A recommendation. Do we have a motion to accept the recommendation? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? Just one comment. Was this ever identified in that plan, energy savings plan that we? No. No, ESCO didn't pick this up. This is just something that happened after ESCO. They found this about uh, about two months ago. Uh, so the construction on ESCO ended uh, in January and uh, found it about two months ago. They, they, I could have one go up tomorrow. Um, Sometimes they're affected by electric, uh, drop in electricity, and sometimes they're affected uh, just with the heat and how hard they work. Uh, this has been an exceptionally hot summer and cruel to all of our equipment. So We have a motion and a second. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? Motion to move forward with new compressor at Millsboro Metal. Thank you. 6.07. Tax relief requests. Do we have a motion to accept the recommendation for waiving the interest in tax relief request number one? So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All yeah, those I have a in question. favor? Excuse me. Okay, on, on the first one here, tax request number one, he says he may be able to pay it off, or I believe I can pay it off in full. 
and that the deal is is that they do have to pay it off in full so if he doesn't pay it off in full then it goes back to the interest again correct that is correct and that's okay. not something we need to uh, put in our motion it is the way the county handles every one of them got yes, it sir. okay thank you there's a, there's a motion and a second second anything further all those in favor uh, aye. those opposed Pass unanimous vote tax relief request uh, number two also to waive the interest is there a motion to accept that recommendation motion motion made second there's motion second any further discussion all those in favor aye, aye. aye. those opposed hearing none except both the tax relief requests old business major capital planning yes uh, we have been in contact with the selected architects for our new sussex central high school We've exchanged emails back and forth with them with information with regard to questions related to the contractual terms for the signed contract. And we have a meeting set up for uh, August 27th at 2 p.m. to discuss further. Who will be in attendance at that meeting, Dr. Owens? Uh, Mrs. Blannard, myself, Mr. Booth, and if a board member, if any board member wants to attend, they're certainly welcome to as well. Can contact me and we'll um, set that up thank you any further discussion on the major capital planning 7.02 Howard T Ennis sir yes uh, an invitation to bidders is in the office of OMB the state contracting services um, for the new uh, Ennis school uh, it's due back October 15th at 2 p.m. Uh, the only issue is the documents combined into a single file and we've addressed that uh, the schedule has been adjusted slightly with regard to pre-bid meetings, which will be September 16th at 1 p.m. at Sussex Central. And the recommendation of uh, the board decision for the October, uh, it'll be ready for your October board meeting on the 26th. We are still hoping to have the ceremonial groundbreaking on November 9th, as previously advertised. And again, this is for our 94,500 square foot uh, NS building to be located across the Sussex Central property here, which we are tonight. Any further discussion with Howard Tiennis? Questions of the board? Hearing none, 7.03, GW Carver consent update, sir. Okay, there's a brief graphic on your board docs this evening. The first IRSD Community Advisory Board meeting for the 2020-2021 school year will be scheduled for October 1st, 2020. Five members of the Department of Special Services team participated in a three-part webinar titled Hidden Barriers in Education as part of our ongoing work around equity. An internal stakeholder committee is being formed and we will begin meeting in September 2020 to continue our district work around equity. Committees will be co-chaired by Mrs. Nika Reed, our school counselor at Sussex Central High School and Dr. Judy Brittingham. Any questions or board discussion? Hearing none, 7.04, administrative positions. No update at this point. Okay, 7.05. Administrative salaries. 
Do we have a motion to accept the administrative salaries, those that are being modified or modified and highlighted in red? Do we have a motion to accept? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? I abstain. Ms. Troublefield, can you uh, poll the board, please? Mr. Cannon? Yes. Mr. Cathell? Yes. Mr. Collins? Yes. Dr. Darmstadler? Yes. Dr. Hattier? Yes. Mr. Layfield? Abstention. Mr. Peden? Yes. Mrs. Pryor? Yes. Dr. Statler? Yes. Mrs. Wright? Yes. Nine yes, zero no, and one abstention. Motion passes nine to one. Committee reports. Um, we'll go right into the committee reports, but, we, but before we leave the committee reports, we'll discuss the open positions and uh, anyone that's interested in filling these positions for the 2020-2021 school year. Uh, policy committee. Chief Collins. Good evening. We did not have a meeting this month. However, we do have two policies coming up. One is a second reading, as it was already uh, presented to the board as a first, um, that being our... Um, student fundraising. The other policy you will see is a first and second reading because this is a change that we need to make. The change, the only change to this policy is on page four and it's a uh, four word change. We're removing preponderance of the evidence and replacing that with the language clear and convincing evidence. That is the only change to that Title IX policy. I would make a motion to approve both policies as presented. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any further discussion on the policy? Hearing none, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. All those opposed? Motion passes, unanimous vote. 8.02, Special Education Task Force. Dr. Stadler. Thank you, I have two updates. Uh, the first is that the task force is planning our next meeting prior to September 17th with schools opening. And at that time, we'll be completing our plans for special education week in October, um, which also includes honoring our special education ambassadors in the district. And the second thing I wanted to share to sort of echo what Dr. Um, Owens had, had also talked about, Dr. Brittingham's team is working very, very hard to reach our families uh, with special education needs. Today, we were able to partner with her team to produce a short video message to encourage our families with special education students uh, to please communicate with us via our Department of Special Services hotline for any questions or concerns regarding your child or their IEP plan. The hotline has actually been active since March when we left uh, for the pandemic, and to date, their team has taken over 500 calls from families to help to navigate through special education services. So this is really encouraging and um, the task force wants to continue to encourage community members to access those resources. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Statler. 8.03, IREA representation. We have a rep here this evening. Before we leave committee uh, reports, we have uh, committee chairpersons that, uh, that we have some openings on. So I'll go through and name the committee. And uh, if anyone is interested, uh, they're welcome to speak up now or they can contact by me e email when we move forward. 
some changes that uh, I want to make everyone aware of is that the comprehensive school safety. I've had the opportunity to be the chairman of that since its inception, and uh, Derek Cathal has contacted me and asked to be uh, the chairperson for the uh, comprehensive school safety. All right, time out. I yes. just got a, a quick text. Um, the IRE representative is requesting to be unmuted. Dr. Jerns, you want to reach out to our IREA rep? And at, while yeah, she's doing that, we can go ahead and continue to talk about the board meeting. Dr. Jerns, just make me aware, and we'll move directly to that. Policy committee has been Scott Collins for several years. Is there anyone interested in replacing Scott on the policy committee? If you don't want to talk about it now, we can talk about it after meeting. No luck, Scott. Okay. Curriculum is currently open. Is there any board member that is interested at tonight's meeting to... Uh, Curriculum committee, something we can discuss at a further date. Building and grounds. Doc Hattie, are you interested yes, sir. in? Please. Building and grounds. Doc, I'd like to be able to say I can help you a little bit with that. You want to be the Absolutely, and I appreciate that. Thank yep. you. Finance committee. Is there anyone with interest in the finance committee? They're back committee? to back. What's that? They're back to They're back. They're back to back. I rarely miss a meeting on those. We duly tasked, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statler. Yes. You're still comfortable with? Yes, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Comprehensive School Safety, Derek Cathal. Uh, DSBA Board of Directors, Mrs. Liaga. Uh, DSBA Legislative Committee, Dr. Hatter, you have been a representative, is there? And have not had a meeting so far. Okay. But I'll stay with it. Okay. Mary Bailey Scholarship. Mr. Peden, how long have you had the Mary Bailey Scholarship? Two years. Two years. If there's anyone interested in that committee, let me know at a future date. And uh, we've got uh, a couple open committees that are not standing committees, but with negotiations and administrative salaries. We talked about a little bit of a changing of the guard with administrative salaries, and Dr. Statler stepped up to the plate and will also be uh, partnered with Mrs. Liaga Wright and Mr. Pete in that venture. So their curriculum is open right now and uh, if there's anybody interested in replacing anyone that's been in the position for a period of time pre -re please reach out to me by email so we can move forward any further discussion about committees hearing none dr jerns you have uh are you rep? i do thank you jay are you ready yes okay here you go all right good evening everybody uh thanks for having me on zoom well partial zoom um I just want to once again thank Dr. Owens for all his communication with me. Um, uh, I know we've been in contact a lot. I know the, our meetings have kind of stopped since we have a finalized um, opening plan, but I do have a couple of concerns that I want to bring up. Um, one is the making up of the calendar. Um, I know that, the, that we're supposed to have a calendar committee, and I'm sure that the, that, uh, the district has put a lot of thought and effort into it, and I know times are different. But that should not nullify um, IREA's participation in developing the calendar. Um, it seems that I'm receiving the information after things have already been finalized. And I'm sure everything's fine and, you know, and is, works out well. But um, the process we're supposed to follow is to include IREA in that calendar. So I'm just asking that uh, when they're going to make any changes, 
um, please, I'm, I'm right there on every other meeting. I can be available for that meeting also. Um, next thing I know, Dr. Owens mentioned this part, uh, and I have been contacted about the issue of not truly having a hybrid model available since the rolling of students um, isn't complete until mid-November. Um, I'm getting contact and people are just saying that this is really just a remote model um, and with a hybrid title uh, since it's not coming until the end of November. And then uh, the, another part, I just want to know if there's been any further discussion uh, concerning the employees with school-aged students and making accommodations for these employees' um, children while they're teaching. I know we were going to check with the local daycares, the capacities um, of them to see if there was availability, and then we were going to move forward from there, hopefully with a plan to help the um, employees that have school-age students. Um, and the next one, um, I heard that they, you know, we have a complete opening plan. Um, admin salaries, I hear, have just been modified. So I, we're looking forward to scheduling our bargaining dates for our employee group since our contracts are from last year and we just extended them because of COVID. Um, but I guess if admins are updated, then we, we're ready to move forward also and we'll uh, send the dates out whenever you guys are ready. Um, that's all I have. I hope everything else is working smooth because everyone's put a lot of work into this. Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. And just a comment off of JR's comment. It was told to me, or it was my understanding, that we did get IREA input on the calendar. Is that false, according to his statement? We've had ongoing several conversations about how the calendar will shift. Um, when we put our final stamp of approval on it, I don't know if we went back to him and said, here's where we are landing. We gave some. Um, a quicker roll in a little earlier and then we got some feedback from our, our school stakeholders our, our admin teams and, and those and we slowed down a little bit and kind of looked at transportation so we have he has been meeting with us and we talked JR and I talked you know, every other day or so uh, but the final rollout what we've decided on he may have not been at, at the table for that final discussion. Thank you for the clarity on that, Dr. Owens. Uh, number nine, superintendent's report. Yes, thank you. On board docs, I've uh, included some of my weekly activities. I do want to highlight a couple things, one of which did not make it uh, on this list for tonight because it happened today. Um, but uh, before I get to that, last week we did have a, an administrative institute. That's something that is held uh, annually during the summer with our administrative teams, and we conduct a lot of professional development, trainings, updates, that's uh, typically a multi-day event. We condensed uh, the activities that we could conduct into one day. And the administrators were, were great on their virtual meeting and were uh, very uh, uh, helpful with uh, that day, and we, we are appreciative of them and the preparation that went into it. Uh, today, we had our opening new teacher day. That was also held virtually and via Zoom. We had a wonderful uh, day with professional development and activities and welcomes for our new teacher. Uh, we're very excited to, to welcome our new members to our team. And we are attempting to create an environment virtually as traditional as we can uh, with, with these events. So we are moving forward and trying not to, to miss anything 
and uh, help our new employees and our admin to continue to move forward uh, despite the landscape that we're in right now. That concludes my update. Thank you, sir. Financial reports. Do we have a motion to accept the regular invoices for the month of July? No move. Second. Motion made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those opposed? Motion carries unanimous vote. Ma'am, go right ahead. Good evening. In your board package, you should have the four um, July 31st financial reports. Um, part one there, as of July 31st, we are 8% of the way through the fiscal year as the fiscal year started on July 1st. So far, um, the preliminary loads of state funds have come in, so that's about $104 million. We've spent about 16 million, 80% of that is in salaries, and 4.8 million of that is in discretionary expenses. Howard Tiena spent approximately 1.2 million, um, and we received 162,000 of local tax revenue. For part two, we received approximately $54,000 in interest in July. The ILC program spent about 245,000. Student activity funding balance is approximately 419,000. We have 4.8 million in federal funds available and are holding approximately 1.3 million in donations and student funds and internal accounts. For major capital improvements, we spent 187,000 um, with Fern Clendaniel in July um, for the NS project. That's the architectural firm. Um, and minor cap money of what's available to us, we have spent approximately 2.4 million with a balance remaining of approximately 990,000 and that spans several fiscal years. Any questions? One question, um, tax receipts. Traditionally, we forecasting the new year might add one, one and a half percent estimate to that. Did we do that again this year or could we estimate a decrease with COVID and loss of jobs and delinquencies? So I'm working on the budget um, and obviously it's a very fluid process on the state and the local side. Um, the assessed value of properties went up, the number of capitations went up. However, given the economic climate, um, I think we need to be very prudent with the estimates. Um, just looking at the July receipts, they are lower than last July's. August's as well. However, those are still delinquencies. Those are people paying from, it could be 20 years back. So September's um, deposit will be, I would think, a good indicator. Um, October is when we get the bulk of the money. Um, so mm -hmm. it should be very clear what we're looking at then. But the county is apparently not giving any indication, so I th we just have to wait. I'm anxiously waiting September 15th to see. Thank you. You're welcome. I have one question. Sure. Uh, under the uh, curriculum and instructions budget, uh, I think it's page six, it shows we're at 1,715% of the budget. Is that because we haven't received those funds, the federal funds that have come in yet, or? That, um, we did a lot of textbook purchases um, to prepare for this school year, um, but correct, the percentages are all wonky, for lack of a better word, because we don't have the preliminary budget. Gotcha, okay. I just have one question. On the CARES Act money that we received, is that a special line item? Um, that is not in this per se, because we received it last fiscal year. Um, so it's not gonna show up on the revenues for this year. But, and we have not received all the funds. We've received about 2.3 million and 
we're still waiting for federal decision on the equitable share for private schools. But we're still going to spend, we didn't receive it last year, but we're going to have encumbrances for this year, am I correct? Correct, correct. So what I plan on doing is adding that to these reports so that we can look at it and keep track of it. Yeah. Mrs. Smith, what is uh, a penny's worth of uh, taxes generating for us at this point? It is about 176,000, I believe off the top of my head. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions? Okay. The next item on the agenda is the financial position report. Um, this is a report that's due quarterly. Um, it's part of Delaware code that we have to do this. So it's an estimate, estimate of our local funds um, and some of our discretionary type state funds um, that we just have to report to DOE and OMB with our projected local income. Does anyone have any questions on that? And you need it approved quarterly, you said? Yes. And you're asking for the approval of the board president. I think of bringing it to the board, the entire board should review it. And uh, if you would like to explain a little bit more detail what this document says, and we'll take a vote from the entire board so that I'm signing on behalf sure. of the entire board. Um, page two, I think you should have that, Charlie. It goes through um, the local appropriations that we have, our division two, division three money. Um, and what I do is take the balances at June 30, estimate what projected income that we will have through from July 1st through October 15th, um, which I went very conservative with, like building rentals, things like that, that we would normally have, but will be probably significantly lower this year. Projected salary and non-salary expenses for the same period. Um, I used last year's numbers as an estimate to prepare, and that gives us what our projected available balance will be in those appropriations to get through October 15th, which is when, again, the bulk of our local tax revenue comes in. So basically, this is showing, do we have enough local money to get through the payroll for that period? Does the board have any questions with the document they're reviewing for the financial? Yeah, just for some of the new board members, how much money should we normally have in that, call it contingency reserve to cover us from summer till October? Um, I, like perfect world, 10% of the budget, but we're working up to that. Um, so as long as we are able to make July, August, September, and half of October's payroll, which you see is $2.75 million um, for a month's payroll, that's at least sufficient. Um, but obviously we have other expenses that need to go along with our operations. Got it. Is there Thank any you. further discussion or questions from the board? Motion to approve the financial position report. So, so moved. moved. Second. Made and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Those Aye. opposed? Motion passes. We'll get our signature. Thank you. Um, before we move the public comment, I'd like to clarify one issue. There was a vote taken tonight, a nine to one vote. The one was an abstention in regards to administrative salaries. The administrative salaries, um, there were any changes were highlighted in red. Those changes were not raises in any way, shape, or form. They were basically step increases with the matrix that was approved last year. Some administrators uh, 
work their way through the matrix, and if they change a year or move up in uh, a year status, that uh, modifies their pay, pay rate. So there was no, uh, to clarify, there was no raise for administrators this evening. It was just ex accepting the changes in the matrix that we've agreed on now. I think it's two years in the running with the administrator. So just a little bit of clarity with that. With that said, 11.01, uh, any more public comments for this evening? Hearing none, anything to address openly amongst the board? Hearing none, this meeting is adjourned.